Do you know that all men are created with a specific design, purpose, and mandate? We have unique character attributes and inherent responsibilities that are built into our DNA. In today's show, we are going to take a look at how to harness this unique ability that all men are charged with, and we're going to examine the consequences of not fulfilling it and what happens when we choose to not embrace the responsibility that God has given all men. Let's get into it. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. All right, guys, all men must do this. Today's show, we are going to be talking about the business of man. I'm going to be addressing something that all men must do, and we can see this right from the creation account. But before I jump into what we're going to talk about today, I want to take us back to episode four, the last show, and I want to recap something that we covered. We've been talking about the specific commands that God gave man. So in that last show, God's commands for man, we examined four specific commands that God gave man in the garden. A quick recap on those are be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and take dominion. And if you're listening to this and you hear be fruitful, multiply, and replenish, and you're thinking that's only procreation and repopulation of the earth, you are missing a big piece. Go back and listen to episode four, where we talk about a different way to view those commands and how all men should be and how they can manifest those commands in their life today. So we have been examining this relationship we have with God from the time he created Adam, looking at the creation account. And we know God's sovereign, and we also know we have a free will, and we have responsibility in this relationship to our creator. And today, what I want to look at is two specific responsibilities that are inherent in our nature. They're inherent in your nature right now. It's something that's built into your DNA. And it's something that was built into the DNA of the first man, Adam. So let's take a look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. So we are seeing two attributes evidenced right here. God placed Adam in the garden to cultivate and to keep. So first thing we can notice, this is not a command. These two charges or two responsibilities that all men carry were not specific verbal commands like the four commands I just discussed at the start of this show. Man was put into the garden to cultivate and keep. It's a responsibility. Notice it's not a command. It's a role. 
It's a duty, a job, or we could even say it's his business. This picture of stewardship, these two roles that Adam must fill and that he must be responsible for. So let's break these down and let's look at the first word as we start off. Cultivate. It really is translated as working. For Adam in the garden, it would have pertained to tilling the land, to laboring, to working, to serving. And it was good that man would not be idle. So as we talk about work for a moment, think about the scene here. Adam is in the Garden of Eden, which is literally paradise on earth before sin entered the world. And we can see that even though he's lounging in paradise, God still gave him this responsibility that he is to work the land. He's to work this sphere that he was placed into. Even though he's ruling over it, it does not alleviate him from his responsibility to work. So guys, what's that mean for us right now? We are to be working wherever we are. And so what we're going to see here is that it was not good, and God knew this when he built this responsibility into Adam, it was not good for Adam to be bored. It was not good for Adam just to lounge around. Because I can tell you, and I can speak from my own life, when men get bored, things get bad. Think about it for a minute, guys. How many bad decisions have you made because you were bored? How many things didn't get done because you had a passive approach a passive mindset, or you're lounging around and you find yourself in a place of boredom, and it takes you into this place where you're not being productive, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and it even leads down this slope where we can easily make bad decisions that take us into bad territory. So we can see this right from God's design for Adam. Even though it's before sin enters the world, he's still charged to work. It's still a responsibility that's given to him. Now, as we talk about work, I am addressing a lot of men here that are businessmen. You're entrepreneurs. You might be climbing the ladder in the corporate arena. You might be punching a clock. doesn't really matter what you do. We all live and work in the real world. And this show, Raising the Standard, is going to be dedicated to talking about issues that affect you and me in the real world as modern kingdom men. We're going to go deep into work, the roles, the responsibilities. And the Bible has a lot to share, and Jesus has a lot to teach us about a man and his work. So I'm not going to get into the cultivate part of this charge to Adam as much on today's show. We will on future episodes, but for right now, I want to look at some key responsibilities that Adam had in the garden, and there's one specifically that I want to focus on. So if we go back, I can find three things that Adam was charged to do. He had a will to obey, he had a work to do, that's that word cultivate, and he also had a woman to love. A will, a work, and a woman. Those were three responsibilities that he had as a man. And for today, I want to focus on this second responsibility. Remember, I'm not calling it a call because God verbally didn't say cultivate and keep. He placed him in the garden to cultivate and to keep, to work and to keep. So let's take a look at what this word keep means and what that could mean for us today. So here is the, the simple definition of keeping. It is to protect. It is to guard, attend to. Another way to say it would be to put a hedge around. So man's duty was to cultivate and keep, preserve. Preserve the garden from intruders. So we also see from this command to keep, it's also the first hint 
that man has an enemy, that God has an enemy? Why would he need to put a hedge around and protect something that God placed him into if it wasn't open to an intruder? Or if there wasn't the possibility or potential of an intruder to break into this sphere or break into this place? So we know the story. Man did not keep. Adam did not keep. He abandoned this charge. He abandoned this responsibility. And he actually does more than just abandon it. He deflects it. And we're going to see that here in a moment. But I want to break down this account. And then we're going to talk about how this could be affecting us today in our lives. So stay with me, guys. Okay, guys. So I want to break down the account here of the temptation in the garden. And we know that Adam and Eve gave in to sin that Adam was charged with responsibility, but Satan, the tempter, appears and leads them into doubt. It turns into disobedience, and it results in disloyalty to God. And Adam was given a very clear responsibility. Remember that word keep meant to put a hedge around. So here's the way we could say it. Adam, keep the walls up. Build the walls around your house. Watch. Look out for invaders. Protect and keep your family safe. And we see that Adam did not do that. So I have a question. I don't know if you guys have thought about this before. When did Adam actually sin? I'm proposing that Adam sinned before he ate the fruit. He allowed the gate to be breached and he abandoned his call well before he took a bite of the forbidden fruit. In Genesis 3.6, we learned something incredible here. So here we have a picture, you know, we're picturing possibly Eve ate the fruit and she went to Adam and gave it to him and then he was convinced, but that's not really what happened. We'll see here in this verse, I'm going to read you Genesis 3, 6. Let's look at where Adam was specifically when all of this was going down. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took from its fruit and ate, and she gave to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. So guys, Adam was right next to his wife while this whole thing was happening. If this isn't a picture of a passive man, I don't know what is. This guy is placed in the garden, the first man placed in the garden with the responsibility and the charge to protect and to keep, to be aggressive to watch out, to be a defender. And instead, he lets an enemy intruder enter his house, enter his place, speak to his wife, and then he crosses the boundary and actually engages in this sinful practice with his wife. So where he was passive, he should have been aggressive. This is the role of the protector. This is the role of the defender. And where he was passive, he should have rose up and cut off the head of the snake. He should have been aggressive to attack the intruder, and instead, he placates and he goes along with this whole scenario. So think about it right now, guys. Where are we? Are you passive in your life right now? One of the things that I say often on this show is that we need to look in the mirror. Whenever I'm reading scripture, and I want to give this to you guys as well, whenever you're reading something or you're hearing a story about a brother or someone that fell, or we're reading something that we can learn from in the pages of the Bible, one of the first things we should do is pick up the mirror, take a look and say, wow, do I see this attribute? Do I see this characteristic or this tendency within myself? 
how can I make a course correction based on what I see here? Do I need to change something? Do I need to self-evaluate and step up in my areas of responsibility? Because certainly Adam abandoned his post of responsibility. To compound this issue and to make it even worse, let's look at the way man responds once he makes a mistake, he slips into this passive bored state, lets this whole thing play out in front of him, and then engages in a sinful practice. The next thing he does is he skirts ownership. So we see God, and it's a beautiful picture because even in this story, and even though Adam and Eve sinned, we have a picture of God seeking the sinner. He's still calling out to them, where are you? And he's finding them in the garden, and he wants to still have fellowship and communion with them, and he's calling their names. And as he reaches out to them, Adam has this opportunity. Now, he already fell. He already sinned. However, he has an opportunity to showcase an attitude of ownership, to fess up, to confess his sin, to show some level of brokenness, humility, or being contrite in his bad decision-making. He could have exhibited ownership of what just happened and what he allowed to happen on his watch, but he doesn't. So what we can see in the way Adam responds is something we can see in the way all men respond and possibly ourselves. So we see that Adam deflects. He's half-hearted in his approach and he shifts responsibility. It's actually pretty astonishing here. He says to God, the woman you gave to be with me, gave it to me. So he deflects back to God that it's almost your fault because you gave me this woman and, and I was just listening to her. And I want to examine the pattern. There's three keys that I want to pull out of this. And then we're going to talk about what we can do in our lives to, to watch out for how these patterns can exhibit for us. So let's look at the pattern. Number one, Adam abandoned his work. He became complacent. He abandoned his work. The charge was to cultivate and to keep, to work and to protect, and to labor and to defend. And he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He abandoned his work. He was lounging around. He became complacent. His attitude is completely passive. It led him into this bored, complacent state where he goes along with an enemy intruder now speaking with his wife. Number two, we see that he lets his guard down. He becomes passive when he's called to protect. And number three, he disobeys, he ducks, and he deflects. Remember, God had to go looking for Adam. Adam was hiding. Eve was hiding. So they were ducking from their responsibility. And then when he's confronted, he deflects. So he disobeys, he ducks, and he deflects. So let's talk about this for a minute, guys. How may this pattern be showing up in your life? And if you think about it, this really starts with men missing a mission. You know, Adam abandoned his post of work. He abandoned his responsibility and it led to this scenario. And not having a mission in life, not having a clear vision will always lead to you becoming passive. It will always lead to this place of boredom, possibly frustration, but really mediocrity. And if you're not standing for something, you'll fall for anything. And in general, I would say, guys, you know, men, we think we are better than we really are. We really do. If you look around, most guys 
aren't suffering with inferiority complexes. They're usually superiority complexes. Now, I'll tell you something. I've worked in the corporate arena for a long time. I had a chance to coach some amazing salespeople, some real high performers in my industry. And I can tell you that the best of the best always want feedback. They never think they're good enough. But I can also tell you the ones that need more work, the ones that could elevate their game, they're usually the ones that aren't open to feedback. They already think they're good. It's just a trait that most guys have. We think we're good enough. And it really ends up that we are lying to ourselves. We are not that good. We are not as good as we think we are. And we can see that here with Adam. Now, let me ask you, are any of these things showing up in your life right now? This pattern of becoming bored, allowing yourself to be complacent, where you're missing a mission, where you're kind of just going with the flow and that leads to boredom. And I said at the beginning of the show that when men get bored, things get bad. So take a quick inventory for a minute, guys. Can you think of a time where you made a bad decision? Maybe you fell into a bad place and it started with boredom. I'm going to challenge you to think about that because I know for me that I've made horrible decisions just because I was bored and I wasn't really building. I wasn't doing something I was supposed to do. And being in a complacent state for a man is never a good thing and never leads to anything productive. And it leads us into this place of passivity, just being passive. And we know we are called to be aggressive. Adam was called to be aggressive. Adam had a responsibility to aggressively defend and protect and to lead and to work. And when he abandoned those things, and when he turned his back on that inner nature, that inner purpose that God created him for, that's where things went downhill very quickly. How are these things showing up in your life? Let's examine you know, a chain reaction that happens here. If I look at the three things we covered, he was complacent, led to boredom, he let his guard down, he becomes passive, and then he disobeys, he ducks and deflects. It all starts with one thing. What is the catalyst in this equation? And it's very simple to see that he abandoned his post. His boredom led to this passive attitude where he literally could sit back and watch his wife get seduced by Satan, an intruder, someone that should have never been allowed into the garden, someone that I believe Adam had the willpower and possibly physical force to overcome and at least reject and expel out of this place. But instead, he allows his wife to engage and ultimately he takes part in this sin as well. So Adam's bad decision led to enormous consequences, consequences that we are still feeling in the earth today. And in Romans 5.12, we see by one man, sin entered the world. By Adam's bad decision, we reaped a horrible consequence that the earth is still shaking from to this very day. And it started with boredom. The one thing here. And here's the practical tip for you guys. Overcome and resist the urge to fall into laziness and boredom. Hey guys, so a real simple practical tip I'm going to give you here. This is not going to solve all of your issues, but it's going to be a step in the right direction when we talk about battling temptation and battling some of the things that Adam exhibits here is keeping a schedule. It's so important to have a schedule to plan and organize your day. 
If we look at the anatomy of a temptation, it's always connected to people, places, and things. So take a quick inventory. Are there people in your life right now that you need to cut relationship off with? Because when you're with those people, it causes a cascade of effects that brings you into bad situations, bad scenarios that lead to a personal downfall for you. There may be some people, some friends, some relationships that you need to leave. I also want to mention places. And I'm talking about specific locations and geographical locations that you may need to avoid. There may be certain places that you cannot attend or you cannot go because that will always lead you down a road of bad decision-making and also reaping the consequences of those bad decisions. And lastly, things. Is there something in your life? Is there something in your house? Is there something that's causing you structurally to give in and fail over and over again. Remove yourself from that thing. Okay, guys, so those are just some practical tips on how to avoid temptation. And ultimately, you have to exhibit ownership. If there's something you've done that, that has weakened you, if you've made a bad decision, you can repent. Adam doesn't repent when he's given that opportunity in front of God. Instead, he deflects. And we don't want to do that as men in our life. So it's time to man up. And when I say man up, I say take responsibility for our actions, take responsibility for your decisions, and take an inventory of where you can strengthen the gates, where you can defend, where you can build walls, whether that's around your personal inner life, whether it's around your family, and wherever that is in your life, build your walls. That is one of your responsibilities to keep and to protect. So I'm talking about protecting yourself right now from sin protecting your family. And we're called to be protectors. We're called to guard and put a hedge around our family, our children, our household, just as Adam was called to put a hedge and a fence around the garden. In the next show, we're going to be looking at God's response to this situation. Ever since the first man, Adam, failed, God has been looking for a man. And that will be our topic for the next show. You're not going to want to miss this. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get The Map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.